0: everyone and welcome to yet another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. Today you're with me, Samrin, and In, and we're going to be looking back at what has been a weird Bundesliga season so far. So first of all, In, how are you?
1: Uh, I'm doing fine. It's been a difficult month, had a lot of work to do, but you know, it's getting better and now we have a little bit of a short break coming up because of Christmas, so that's nice.
0: You know, it's always nice to get a, like one of the things I love the most about the Bundesliga is a winter break because even fans need a break from all the ups and downs that their teams carry them through. So I, I really appreciate the break. Yeah, it says the Arsenal fan. <laughs> with the postponements, I don't think there's going to be too many games going on. Yeah, But true. speaking of teams who need a break, oh, Borussia Dortmund, that game against Hertha Berlin yesterday, man. Very funny. it's I did not necessarily think Dortmund were all that poor it was just hurt when Hertha Berlin came to play they didn't know what to do with themselves because I don't think anyone expected Hertha Berlin to come and play but they did but just Dortmund's issues have been so many like I don't even know where to start so in why don't you tell us what you think Dortmund's main problems have been so far
1: yeah, as Bayern's biggest competitor in the Bundesliga, Dortmund should be doing a lot better than they have oh, yeah. been, but it's mm-hmm. like it's hard to say what exactly is going wrong with them. I think the main problem is that they don't have the right coach. And since flop, yeah. you think about it, like Dortmund don't have squads so bad that they should be 9 points behind Bayern at the winter mm-hmm. break, okay? And yeah. I think the problems have started ever since they fired Thomas Tuchel. And mm-hmm. since then They got Who Who did they get? Peter Bosch Lucille then Favre P- Luce, mm-hmm. Then Peter Stoga Then Lucin Favre And now mm-hmm. Then Erin Tersic Who actually I think was good And then right. Mm-hmm. right now Marco Rosa And I think that Dortmund Needs someone who fits them Like Klopp did You know mm-hmm. Like someone who can really Raise the level of the team Without having to use All the financial power At Dortmund's disposal Like
0: mm-hmm.
1: It's like Marco Rosa I think he's an okay coach. Like, I think Mm -hmm. his stock has really fallen recently, especially after his Dortmund video. But like, Dortmund, you talk about their financial disadvantages and this and that, but Bayern have a financial advantage over the rest of the league. And Dortmund Mm -hmm. also have a financial advantage over the rest of the league, except Bayern and Leipzig. So... Mm -hmm there's really no reason for them to be losing to teams like her to Berlin losing mm-hmm. to RB Leipzig who are in terrible form these kinds of games yeah. should not be happening they should be more consistent and they should be more um how should I just say they should be more ambitious you if you have your CEO at the beginning of the season saying our goal is not to compete with Bayern or you can't really expect us to fight for the Bundesliga then you're yeah. just giving up before it even starts at that point what is left
0: yeah yeah it's speaking of Marco Rosa not being a good fit for uh, for Borussia Dortmund. I feel like a lot of teams all throughout the league have had that problem. Maybe except Frankfurt, and they started off pretty poorly under Glasner too, but they have picked up just at the right time. in Gladbach is about oh boy. basically what a what a dumpster fire over there. Like they're close to getting relegated at this point. Like the difference between joking about relegation and a real relegation threat is underlined by a team like Gladbach who have gotten relegated in recent history. And in the last 15 years, Gladbach have gotten relegated. So to me, this is not a joke. It's a real threat. And they can't really fire Adi Hutter because they paid money for him. And Gladbach, as big a club as they are, are not financially as strong and they lose so much money when gate receipts are not coming in. And it's they might they might lose Zakaria, they might lose Ginter, they're gonna end up losing a bunch of their players because they can't financially afford to give them bigger salaries. So yeah, it's it's yeah. a
1: bad, bad time for the Bundesliga, really, because you look at results in Europe and it's yeah, pretty bad. And like Bayern is the only Bundesliga team in left in the Champions League, which is worse even than the Portuguese League right now. That mm-hmm. is, I think, unacceptable. And given that there were four teams in the Champions League round of 16 just last season. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. season before that, you had two teams in the semifinals. It's like mm-hmm. the decline has been very staggering. I think this year's Bundesliga, I've said this before, but this year's Bundesliga is mm-hmm. the weakest since this, it's been in 1617, yeah. And mm-hmm. most of that is down to all the coaching changes that took place.
0: Mm-hmm. 100%. And even just, just think about Leverkusen, for example. Leverkusen lost to Frankfurt then uh, drew against Hoffenheim last week and then lost today. And yet they're fourth in the table. So they haven't like, I feel like with those results, you would have a fall down the table to like seventh, eighth. It, it doesn't happen because the rest of the league are struggling as well. Freiburg, Freiburg in third is a great story. It's also a reflection of the league right now. Because yeah, exactly. yeah Freiburg hmm. with their modest resources should be nowhere Near third. When Freiburg finished seventh, it's a great season. If you find Freiburg in the conference league, it's a great season. But Freiburg is third right now. And they've done a wonderful job. They have a wonderful group of players. And like everyone, like everyone should like Christian Strike, even if they, for whatever reason, they don't. It would just be weird. But overall, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not a good look for the league because. Look at what happened with Wolfsburg. Although Wolfsburg and Freiburg are very different clubs. They they had a great season. They went into the Champions League. They changed their cor- coach and they just absolutely collapsed. First under Van Bommel. And right now they're not doing very well too. And I don't know why you would go out and hire a guy <laughs> in Kofield who got Werder Freeman relegated, but that's what they did. So it's maybe Freiburg being third is just a sign that consistency works. Christian strike has been there almost 10 years and... Look where consistency has gotten. They're a stable Bundesliga team now. So it, it's just, it's bad. And I think Bayern, as a matter of fact, hasn't been their great selves. I mean, everyone's probably going to virtually disagree with us on this. Yeah. But in any other Bundesliga season, I feel like Bayern gets beat more than the number of times they've gotten beat so far.
1: Yeah. And it's like even the games themselves, some of them have been... Like some of them have not been competitive at all, especially the two mm-hmm. recent ones against Stuttgart and Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg. Like the Wolfsburg mm-hmm. one, they did not do anything. They anything. had, like, Noir was up at the halfway line just chilling because he had nothing to do. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's just so, so annoying when you see that. And then you look at, like, I won't talk about La Liga or League One right now, but at least the Premier Mm -hmm. League, you have Mm -hmm. a certain degree of fight from top to bottom. And I remember the Mm -hmm. Bundesliga had that as recently as last season. And it feels Mm -hmm. like everything has just disappeared from the league this season. Like Mm -hmm. everything is so much weaker, so much easier. Even Freiburg, who are having a great season, they didn't really Mm -hmm. put up much of a fight against Bayern, in my opinion. So, Mm -hmm. and Bayern, I will say that we haven't looked as good, even though we Mm -hmm. do look, pretty consistently at a stable level Mm -hmm. everyone else everyone else is so much worse and I saw a graph on Twitter where they showed Mm -hmm. all the underlying numbers of different teams and showed that Freiburg Mm -hmm. is basically stood still in terms of the underlying numbers or just slightly improved and every Mm -hmm. other team around them that would normally Mm -hmm. be above them they've gone down stock like RB Leipzig Mm -hmm. Dortmund Leverkusen everyone and Mm -hmm. I remember when the Bundesliga was at its peak we used to be good because of the great coaches in the league and it feels yeah. like that has been lost a lot like mm-hmm. the coaching talent like last year you had Hansi Flick, Nagelsmann, Terzic, um, Rosa, mm-hmm. Glasner all these guys mm-hmm. were at good clubs and they were doing really well Hardy Hitter as well mm-hmm. and now just because of that weird coaching music because I think it was all sparked by Dortmund firing Favre and yeah. deciding to hire Rosa so yeah. they got Rosa, then Gladbach had to get Glasner once Glasner went Gladbach
0: to... Gladbach had to get Hutter, yeah. Yeah. Then, then Frankfurt had to get Glasner, and then Wolfsburg yeah. had to get Mark Van Bommel.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so that was, it's just, it's just a yeah. weird cascading effect that has completely yeah. ruined all the clubs involved. Whereas uh, Nagelsmann, he came to us, and then Leipzig got Jesse Marsh. But Mm -hmm. I think Leipzig's problems were more, they go deeper than the manager because they just recently lost to Armenia Bielefeld. So I think their problems do go deeper than the manager. And I think Jesse Marsh was maybe a little bit hard done by, you know, I'm not an American, Mm -hmm. so I don't have that bias, but I think he was a little bit hard done by. And Mm -hmm. who knows, maybe he will get another chance in a different German club.
0: With Jesse Marsh, what I have read and heard is that he tried to go back to an older system for Leipzig, what Nagelsmann, what what was sort of like pre-Nagelsmann, beginning of Nagelsmann. And when he went in that direction, when he tried to switch up their style of play, that affected the team top to bottom. And that basically threw out whatever progress they had made. And eventually the club had enough
1: yeah it's kind of of a weird thing and you read all the statements made by the ceo about Mm -hmm. jesse marsh's departure they're like yeah it's just that he wasn't really a good fit and it's not his fault or our fault it's just how it is and
0: Mm -hmm. it's kind
1: of a the entire separation was really weird because you could see Mm -hmm. leipzig were very reluctant to do it but they were forced to do it and Like, no one exactly blames him for the departure. There wasn't really any bad blood or anything. Mm -hmm. In any case, speaking of Nagelsmann, maybe we want to talk about Bayern Munich for a bit because this is Bavarian podcast, what's after all. (laughs) So, Bayern Munich, Nagelsmann, what I I get getting asked about this. So, by fans of other teams, like, what grade Mm -hmm. would you give Nagelsmann after the entire Hinrundel?
0: Uh, that's a that's a tough question. I was listening to commentary yesterday where two commentators were actually talking about this, and one said he would give Nagelsmann a B because of the Gladbach debacle. Otherwise, he would have or an A minus. Otherwise, he would have given him an A. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go right in between, and I'm gonna say B plus. Um, okay, I'm
1: gonna give him a yeah. B.
0: No, oh, you're gonna go one down. Okay. Yeah, I one see. down.
1: Okay, so okay. you explain your reasoning.
0: So I would have actually given him a. Be as well. But recently, yes, Volsburg did not put up much of a fight. Stuttgart's pitch was a disaster. But, you know, you can only play what's in front of you. And recently, Bayern's been giving a good account of themselves. I think we switched back to a back four, like a more stable back four than a hybrid back three, four in recent games. Yeah, Correct me did. if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah we did. Yeah. And that's had, that's had an impact where it's allowed the team to play more according to what they know. And they look better, but that's that's my issue with Nagelsmann. We had a system that was working. See, when Van Hal did it, we had a system that wasn't working.
1: But exactly.
0: When, when he's done it, if we had we were, and I would argue this every single day. Even in Flick's second season, I would say with a little bit of luck, we would have still been the best team in Europe. It just so happened that that Lewandowski injury hit at a terrible time. And, and
1: even then, PSG yeah. only beat us on away goals. So. Away
0: goals. I mean, like that
1: on in, uh, on under the current rules, we would have gone to extra time on that extra game. Given yeah. the momentum of the game, yeah. I think we could have taken it honestly. Yeah, so. yeah.
0: Muziala was on at that point. Yeah, and exactly. Was so that day, I think so, that was actually yeah. the big
1: mistake that Flick did—that he did not bring on Muziala bring earlier. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think the Nagelsmann thing. Like, mm-hmm. you just tell me this. this is the thing that everyone judges by and coaches by.
0: Mm-hmm. If
1: we were to face, say, for example, Manchester City, Liverpool, mm-hmm. Chelsea, maybe not Chelsea right now, they're, they're not doing mm-hmm. that well. Uh, say mm-hmm. PSG or someone, like tomorrow, okay? Uh, mm-hmm. And our players are all fit. Now it's gets to choose his best 11, best tactics, mm-hmm. whatever. Do you think we will win? Oh, boy. Um, on under Flick, I'd say mm-hmm. it's a Yes.
0: Under Flick, I would actually bet on our team any day too, even with that defense from last yeah, season. Yeah, that horrible defense from last year. I'd still say we're gonna outscore them 6 3, 6 4, whatever. Like, we're gonna exactly. Fight. And with Nagelsmann, I think I'm gonna lean more toward no because A, it's his first season in charge, and B, like Gladbach, who can't add two and two together. Like, Gladbach, like, yeah, listen, oh I my love god, Gladbach. I was
1: fucking <laughs> wow, it was like the worst game I've ever seen from Bayern Munich and the worst part about he that was one right. was yeah that one was like my dad was sitting next to me watching it and I'm like telling you <laughs> Baba this is this is the best football you can play in Europe right now okay you watch this Julian Nagelsmann's got it and then we, <laughs> then we lose five now and he's like okay that was that was very nice and then he goes to bed
0: Oh, my God. You know, um, I was watching the game. I was texting my dad. He was at work and I was like, we're three. Nil, we're two nil down. He's like, you guys are going to come back. I'm like, we're three nil down. He's like, OK, maybe we'll finish three to three. And then I'm like, we're four nil down. He's like, yeah, this is not happening. <laughs> it was just because with Byron, you know, I think with Flake, even when we were like two held three down, I was like, no like we can still work our way back, but there was no sign in the Gladbach game that we could turn it around. Granted, Nagelsmann was in isolation, but yo, he has a phone. Like he can call Dino Topmuller. Like it was just, it was, I think the manner of that defeat, that Gladbach plays a simple pressing game and tears us to shreds. And let's not forget, Gladbach's gotten beat heavily quite a few times this season. Freiburg put six past them in one half. Freiburg, I think
1: we are actually Gladbach's biggest win this season.
0: Yeah, (laughs) we are glad that's because win this season. So it it speaks that that defeat aside, I thought the one to Augsburg was pretty disheartening too. Yeah. Frankfurt, the that Frankfurt one is an exception. I thought yeah, because
1: Kevin Trapp went to mode. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that, that one is fine. But like I've had this argument with people again and again that look at Nagelsmann's first two defeats. Very different from what uh, Flick's first two defeats compared to Nagelsmann's. Little bit different because Flick had, um, we dominated both those games against Gladbach and Leverkusen, the ones we lost under Flick. And I hear the argument, oh, we had a fit team and whatnot, but those were the games before COVID. So yes, we had a fit team, but even in, Nag- uh, in uh, Flick's second season, The Hoffenheim defeat aside, and that happened because the players were ridiculously tired. In no game did it feel like we couldn't come back, maybe late in the season against Mainz. But other than that, I don't think in any game it felt like Bayern was just desperate for answers. And that Gladbach game, it really felt like Nagelsmann had no answers. And what worries me is this is not the first time I've seen that from Nagelsmann. Not as Bayern head coach, but as Leipzig head coach. Some complete clueless games. The semifinal defeat to PSG 3-0. Yes, Timo Werner was missing, but that's not why they lost me. Um, Mm. Then they had 5-0 to Man United.
1: Yeah, that was a bad one.
0: Ridiculous defeats. So Nagelsmann, when he gets it wrong, he really gets it wrong yeah it's and kind that's of like pep
1: guardiola in a sense yeah mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah
1: yeah and it's like nagelsman think like we got some feedback in our last podcast that we should also try and give a more balanced opinion and i do believe that nagelsman has had some circumstances working against him first of all yeah. the covid tests getting positive tested right before a big you know, game against Gladbach, that definitely didn't mm-hmm. help. And the other yeah. fact is that losing Joshua Kimmich for Kimmich, yeah. like two months and losing mm-hmm. Goretzka for almost a month, losing Zabitzer, having to figure out uh, um, midfield of Roca yeah. and Busiada yeah. having to use Toriso mm-hmm. who isn't actually that great. And mm-hmm. then all the other issues like the weird scheduling like this last week we had Mm -hmm. a game midweek and then randomly a game on friday which i just don't (laughs) understand that's just so weird um usually you know a friday game would never be scheduled on an english week so Mm -hmm. now has had to deal with a lot of weird stuff And I do give him credit, like he has got us to a good position in the Bundesliga. But there are so many circumstances surrounding it, like the fact that the Bundesliga is weak in Europe right now, the fact that the league itself just doesn't look as good as it used to last season and the season before. And the Mm -hmm. fact that um, I think he's just changing too much.
0: I think so, too. He's tinkering where he doesn't need to. And, you know, even in the Borussia Dortmund game, and this is in my opinion, at least this is the worst Dortmund side that I've seen in a, quite a few years, actually. And not in terms of talent and quality, just the way that they play. Um, and we struggled at times against Borussia Dortmund, which is which is completely fine. But we got very lucky with Felix Zwoia not awarding a penalty Dortmund's way. And, you know, like with Zwire being the referee, like it did Bayern and deserve to win overall, I think just about yes. But. Again, like Barnes comprehensively be, be in Dortmund, even when the difference has been one goal in earlier games. And it just, something felt a little bit off. Again, the injuries, the COVID, COVID issues and whatnot. So I understand. And sometimes under Nagelsmann, we have played so attractively. The last two games, for example, the Barcelona game, um, the one at the Allianz Arena. Like we've played some very attractive games under him. I will. Yeah, the Leverkusen
1: first half was probably some of the peak football I've seen from this club in the Mm -hmm. last three years, including Flick.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was fantastic. Even against Frankfurt, we actually played really well in that game. So we've had some very, very good performances under him. I just, I think the issue with Nagelsmann is a little bit deeper because there's that element of Hassan Salihamidzic here. And Salihamidzic kind of bet on Nagelsmann with the club support, of course, after everything that went down with Flick. And now it's like, I just don't know if Nagelsmann warranted a five-year contract. I would have cut it off at three. Because we gave Pep think,
1: I don't think we could have gotten him without a five-year contract, honestly. Yeah. Because I don't think he would have left RB Leipzig if he saw himself being a short-term option at Bayern.
0: You don't think he's left for the club and, you know, boyhood support? I think
1: think he knew Uh that he was the best option and Bayern would be very hard-pressed to get anyone else. So it would have been Mm -hmm. another stopgap hiring like Kovac. And then we would have probably had to fire him by November and he would be... (laughs) And then he would be called again. Like, he knew that he would be in demand no matter what. So I think Nagelsmann had all the cards in that negotiation as well as Leipzig. Like, it wasn't a Mm -hmm. good time. And it wasn't a good time for Flick to leave us. So Mm -hmm. that being said, uh, Nagelsmann in recent games, and I think that Nagelsmann is finding a better balance. Like, the back four is returning. Like, that Mm -hmm. was good. And Mm -hmm. when it returned, I think that we're seeing that a lot of the improvements he's made, they are not going away. Like, for example, Alfonso Davies Sane. is mm-hmm. attacking prowess. Leroy Sané actually being good. He looked better mm-hmm. once he shifted back to the back foot than he has in the recent games in <laughs> the back three. That's actually true. Yeah, so so like the improvements that Nagelsohn has made, it's completely unrelated to some of the other Changes that he's made that we don't actually like. Like that mm-hmm. is one of the arguments I keep hearing that these all these improvements are connected and you can't have one without the other. So we can. No. And I think that mm-hmm. once the winter break is over, Navelsman Niles mm-hmm. will get some more time to like test and tweak some of his um tactics. And once he does that, it'll be mm-hmm. better. Like I'll be honest with you, I was very much in favor of novelsman coming in once Flick said he was leaving. Like before that, yeah. I was very much the- pro Flick. But after that, I thought, okay, there is no better option than Nagelsmann. I didn't think that we could get Mm -hmm. anyone else. And Mm -hmm. I have not been as excited about a coach since Carlo Ancelotti. And we all know how (laughs) Carlo Ancelotti ended up. So I'm very cautious about declaring Nagelsmann any kind of a success. Yeah. But like, I feel a little bit of pep in him. And pep, if you remember yeah. how his seasons went, it wasn't until his third season that he mm-hmm. really figured out how to make buy and click. Like he yeah. spent the first two seasons mostly experimenting. And in the third season, he had his preferred setup. He had his preferred mm-hmm. lineup. He understood Thomas Muller properly. Like he admitted, I think it was in the documentary.
0: Yes, he admitted that
1: yeah. he did not really understand Thomas Muller at first. And then he needed some time Yeah, Yeah, he apologized for it. He said, you just need this guy in your team. And I think Nagelsmann is in that same um, phase as Pep. He's trying to try new things while also getting results. And I think slowly he'll just figure out that new things don't really matter at buying. just get the results we love you for it and yeah. that is some of what we saw against Stuttgart and Wolfsburg the slight mm-hmm. pragmatism coming back into the game and mm-hmm. just having you know the getting the back four back just doing what team is good at so mm-hmm. i hope that continues i hope the winter break is used properly mm-hmm. and january in january i don't know do you think
0: that we should make any transfers no, no, just kick cuisants out. Find anybody for cuisants, like. Seriously. I don't think anyone's gonna buy cuisants, honestly. <laughs> no, maybe Gladbach will take him back. No, maybe they, will not. Car, they yeah. will
1: not. They will not. Didn't he? Didn't he spit on someone's shoes up before leaving Gladbach? I don't know. Like, I
0: think so. I think there yeah, was a there was some some Gladbach
1: kind of incident really right before and he left it. Gladbach. And maybe we should. Yeah. Listen to those news reports because he saw that he saw the game against Judgar where Lewandowski took a shot, and Kuisans was so so pissed off. It was like, was like, and I'm like Buddy, Buddy, you're Cuisance. This guy is he came second in Ballon d'Or. What are you talking about? The best in the world. What you yeah, on? what are you doing? Yeah. And then again, there's this yeah. the report that Kuisans when he wasn't subbed on against Wolfsburg, yeah. he threw his bib and Nagelsmann yeah. didn't even see it because he was Notice. behind it yeah. oh man it's just wow. like what do we say about croissants what is this guy's
0: attitude where does he get it from like i don't i don't know like narcissistic personality disorder pull out your dsm-5 like i, I don't know what is up with croissants yeah. but the other yeah.
1: guy that we should talk about is mark roca because i would have said yeah, we should yeah, sell yeah. mark roca but mm-hmm. now wow yeah
0: what I wasn't surprised. I've always liked Roca. Like from the get go. Like it, I think it was against Atletico Madrid. I can't remember under Flick. Like it was in one of the Champions League games. He started. He did a really great job. Like I've always liked him. Is that do, the one I where don't... he got
1: the red card?
0: No, 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 no. He got the red bar- red card against was it Salzburg? Oh no! I can't. That's, I can't. That's remember. a bad sign. <laughs> Somebody got a red card against Salzburg I don't know if it was him. I know that Roca
1: got a red yeah. card in his Champions League debut.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that may have been. I guess it was Salzburg because we were 2-1 up. We got a red card, then Sunny scored, and we were 3-1 up. And it was game over.
1: Yeah, that was just so, how it was on the flick. You get red yeah. card, just play better.
0: Yeah, that's, that's literally how it went. But let me ask you this. Why did you give Nagelsmann a B? Like, why didn't you go a little higher? Like, what was I the I can't
1: go rule? higher because in the end, there are certain things that are missing from this buy-in side. Like, I've told you about the X mm-hmm. factor before. Mm-hmm. First of all, I couldn't go higher than the B. I couldn't go to an A because we aren't still in three competitions. The trouble is gone already. Yeah, so yeah, that's, that's, that's already one minus forever. Then, mm-hmm. the, not why not the B plus? Well, not a B plus because the simple fact is I think the team mm-hmm. could be doing better. And... yeah. Like, you could say that the Gladbach game was a one-off, but there have been other games where we did not look that good. Like, we always bring up the games that we lost, like Gladbach and Frankfurt and Mm Augsburg. But there was also the game against Firth. And Firth are the worst team in the Bundesliga right now and we really struggled against them yeah think about that Barcelona Barcelona are having their worst season in 20 something years and we struggled against them for the first 30 minutes like it wasn't an easy game and even against Ronald Koeman's Mm -hmm. side we did like kind of we have some trouble breaking them down and there is a difference in mentality from novelsman and flick that i don't think novelsman really goes for the jugular as much as flick Mm -hmm. used to like flick would Mm -hmm. crush teams into a fine pace and then keep keep beating them and novelsman instead he's like okay okay we've we've got three goals we've got four goals let's Mm -hmm. let's ease up now and Mm -hmm. i think that's more pragmatic i i can't blame Mm -hmm. him for that but on the Mm -hmm. same side as a as a fan and someone who has been tortured by several Friday night games, I I mm-hmm. do want to see more more ruthlessness from Nagelsmann and a little bit more, how should I say, just a little more pragmatism from him yeah. in terms of his tactics. Like just just go a little bit yeah. more back to what we know. Yeah, and that's just it, really. That's why I don't give him a B plus. Now you, yeah. th- the thing is that. If he wins the Bundesliga, and I think he's going to win the Bundesliga at the rate he's going, my rating of him will not change, okay? It's going to depend all on the Champions League. And what I've seen so far in the Champions League is okay, but we have RB Salzburg next. That is good for him because it gives him time to figure out his tactics. Mm-hmm. okay because if he had Chelsea mm-hmm. next that would be very stressful it gives mm-hmm. him time to figure out his tactics it gives time for guys like Kimmich and Gretz to to be played back into form and then mm-hmm. the quarterfinals onwards we better make the quarterfinals by the way quarterfinals <laughs> onwards <laughs> that is when Nagelsmann's real test begins like if mm-hmm. he wins the Champions League then then it doesn't matter what else he does he can lose the Bundesliga and win the Champions League and I'd say yeah. it doesn't matter a plus season no problem
0: yeah but yeah
1: He needs to be doing well in the Champions League because I have a feeling that by Munich's current era, it's really coming to an end. Like we have at most maybe three, four seasons at the maximum because by then Lewandowski and Muller will be retired, Neuer will be retired, Kimmich and Goretzka will be exiting their prime years. So by Mm -hmm. that point, I think that this era will end. And I think the Mm -hmm. Bundesliga is going to be having a more and more difficult time remaining competitive, so
0: yeah,
1: get <laughs> as many Champions Leagues and as many Continental titles as we can while the Champions League still exists as a realistic target for us. So yeah. that is my feeling, and that's one of the reasons why I'm so harsh on Nagelsman and I'm so harsh mm-hmm. on the team right now because I think this is genuinely the best team we've ever had, like, yeah, as a whole, maybe not this exact squad i've always maintained mm-hmm. that the 16-17 squad was the best buying squad i've ever seen but this uh-huh. is the best I would 12, as a whole 30, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay so mm-hmm. yeah th- that is how i say it and that's why i'm so harsh on this squad because i just think they're capable of a lot and i want to see guys like you know thomas Muller. i want to see him ret- retire with three champions because i want to see manuel noire get three champions because i don't like seeing that you know Tony Cross went to Real Madrid and he won so many Champions Leagues. You know, it's it's kind of annoying that's to me. Dangerous. The same thing, the yeah, same thing goes for someone like Gareth Bale, who spends half his time injured. He has more yeah. Champions Leagues than Philip Lam. Like, what the hell? And yeah. that's not fair. Okay, that that's is bad, not though, right.
0: Hmm. Okay, yeah. So yeah,
1: we should have more Champions Leagues, and I want us to cement our place behind Real Madrid as the club with the second most Champions League titles. Right now, we mm-hmm. have six. AC Milan right. has seven. One Liverpool Milan, also has yeah. six. So yeah. I want us to get two more and go about Milan.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I I see your point. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that he doesn't have to win the thing for for me to upgrade his grade. What he has to do is whatever game he plays, like first of all, he has to get past Salzburg. There is no excuse for not getting exactly, past Salzburg Exactly. Exactly. That, that, that has to happen. I don't care how it happens, it has to happen. That's number
1: one. I also care how it happens. Yeah. He better dominate them.
0: <laughs> it's Salzburg. Sure. What the Fine. hell? Fine. He should. Yeah, we did beat them 6-2 last season. So, yes, absolutely. And at the same time, let's say he gets Liverpool, City, whatever, in the in the quarterfinals. If we lose, it better be very close. And we better, be, like, I don't know, it may be a bad refereeing decision or a very, very close game. Like something like that.
1: Yeah, like because- something like how it happened to Youp. In, in the 17-18 in the season yeah, Remember eight, 17, 18, Like every yeah, single Refereeing decision Went against us And against we had Black, like 7-8 yeah. injuries So something yeah. like that That's when you forgive him But yeah. otherwise yeah. You can't Like otherwise. We should be winning yeah. these
0: Yeah Otherwise Like there's no There's no excuse So I wanna Like I wanna see how competitive He is Because In some games Again, I bring up Gladbach a lot, but wow, that was just such a shocker! Like even when we lost by five under Kovac, we were a man down. So at least, at least he had that excuse. So yeah. it was. So it will. It will come down to me about how Nagelsmann performs against the best that there is out there. So that's that's the first one. And other than that, it will also come down to how he continues to manage the team. So with Byron, man management has always been super important. And I mean, it is with most teams So with Bayern, it has a different angle Because of Thomas Weller. And if his man management continues to be good I think it has so far I think pretty much everyone feels included I think then, there's
1: been yeah. one weakness You know, the youth, mm-hmm. the youth that's integration That's
0: true, that's true Like Muziala, he wasn't playing well.
1: regularly mm-hmm. Until very recently And that's because yeah, of injuries, the injuries And mm-hmm. same thing goes to Stanisic Like Stanisic barely played Even when Pavard was doing so poorly yeah. And you look about Tillman. Tillman is starting Tillman. to get some yeah. minutes. I'm hoping that he will be included in the squad more often and play mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. And other than yeah, that, Neonzu barely plays. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, it's like he was brought in to improve our youth integration a little bit. And he hasn't really done anything that Flick didn't yeah, do. Mm-hmm. So
0: yeah.
1: that's another disappointing aspect of Nagelsmann. We should probably mm-hmm. kind of... Um, stop here because we're going very deep into the nagelsman thing and this is the second <laughs> podcast in a row that we've done that and i don't have schnitzel here schnitzel said maybe we, we no, invite schnitzel onto one of yeah. these and make it a triple triple team podcast balance it out yeah and balance it really, out because he has no some very hate strong Nagelsmann, ideas no, no hate, no, hate because,
0: yeah, because we both don't really him like because- him and we both yeah. have high expectations of
1: him. Yeah, I have some very high... Like, I will tell you, I he was my first choice to be the coach. Yeah, and I don't same. think we should fire him yet. Like, yeah. I don't think anyone else... <laughs> like, aside from you, Pyinkis coming out of retirement or finally, coming back from uh, the Germany national team, yeah, I don't want anyone yeah. else other than Nagelsmann to coach us. And I actually yeah. think we would be in deep trouble if he... Ha- had to be fired because I don't see any alternatives on the market. We would have yeah. to rely on early harness to go out and convince you to come back and hopefully get a booster shot oh, while he's at is- it. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Listen, like Nagelsmann performed miracles at Eye or somewhat of a miracle at Leipzig. And this guy is a brilliant brilliant manager there's no doubt about it the question really comes down to how much of a good fit is he at Bayern because Bayern is a little bit different from everywhere that he's been so that's what it is yeah you think
1: about Carlo Ancelotti he's doing so well at Real Madrid right now but remember Bayern wow
0: horrible fit for Bayern so yeah yeah everyone was
1: (laughs) having everyone had such high expectations for Ancelotti in the beginning like this is often Uh, forgotten like everyone thought Ancelotti would do what Pep couldn't and they actually thought he was an upgrade on Pep at the time, yeah.
0: So yeah,
1: that is something that people forget. And Nowitzki, I think he's been a lot better than Ancelotti. I've brought up the oh. comparison before, but if he's not been like sacked by December, so obviously he's been better. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> he hasn't played PSG there, yet.
1: He has, yeah. He has more difficult games coming up, but yeah. I would say, that given that we both chosen like a BB plus grade, that means we're yeah. satisfied with him. We're not ready to sack him yet. And we are ready to see (laughs) what he does next.
0: So, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. All right. And you have any other thoughts to add to our Bundesliga slash um, Nagelsmann deal?
1: Not really. I don't have anything else to think about, but you just know when I stop. Recording this podcast, I'll be thinking, oh, God, I should have mentioned that thing. Anyway, maybe <laughs> we should just wrap this up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. One little thing before we wrap up about the Bundesliga's weakness. This is the first time that I've seen in ages where teams from like 11 down are all fighting to save their lives from relegation. So there you go. Yeah. Everyone's um, a relegation candidate. So, yeah. <laughs> except yeah, us. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Dortmund is a haland injury away. <laughs> yeah (laughs) yeah all right then all right guys that's a wrap from i need no name and samran thank you for listening as always i hope that we didn't burst your bubble too much about nagelsman we have a habit of doing that but like i said we both we both really do love nagelsman and we have high expectations from him so As always, we love your feedback and appreciate all the support. Be sure to stay tuned to Bavarian Podcast Works for all of your up-to-date coverage on Bayern Munich and Germany. Follow us on Twitter at BavarianFBWorks, at Jefferson Fenner, at The Barrel Blog, at TommyAdams71, at BFWN, and more. Thank you, and have a good night. Good night.